You're live and locked into the official Juno Download podcast with host Cup Kobe, exploring dance music from top to bottom, bringing you fresh content direct to your headphones. the freshest music and content with the Juno Download Podcast. to the Juno Download Podcast. people and once again welcome back to the juno download podcast my name is kovu and i'm your host as we continue to explore the latest goings on in and around electronic music and looking more precisely at the labels behind the sounds today we are joined by a very esteemed guest one of the brains behind one of the most exciting educational uh, kind of projects going on in the uk currently one of the real kind of backbone legends in my eyes of underground ele- electronic music in this country man like nominee representing nominee sound is in the building how are you doing sir easy nice introduction thank you so <laughs> always good to get you on man obviously we've had chats on different platforms before we've uh, spoken obviously on radio and things like that but today it's all about um, obviously the label side of things obviously you've got such a rich history on this side of things uh, being involved in so many different areas like just kind of going back to the beginning in in this sort of scenario for yourself like um have you always been involved with labels in kind of one way or another since your musical journeys began uh running labels 2007 i'd say when i started my backlash imprint 
uh but since that was my drum and bass label um but since then yeah various i'd say definitely for for the past decade i've been involved in running a and ring and all that other stuff that comes with running a label in yeah pretty much for the past decade i'd say it's a, it's a long long time to be involved and obviously we've gone through such a period of uh, of kind of change both in distribution in kind of just the way music's consumed so many things have changed over that time um and uh, obviously with with what you do you come across as a very kind of studious person you come across as someone that wants to know like the ins and outs of how things work um has there always been a kind of fascination with with how things have kind of worked within labels because it feels like you're someone that would naturally kind of take to that side of things yeah, I think just in general, I, I, because I struggled as a student at school and felt a bit stupid, but, you know, long story short, I just had chronic anxiety and had to figure out different ways of learning as I got older. I realised that if I don't understand something, I get frustrated and I, I really want to unpick it in its entirety to fully understand it in the way that I know how to teach myself. And I kind of get obsessed with that if I'm struggling with even a production technique, like learning about something that I'm, I'm not that well versed on, I will literally kind of um, learn it to the point of like just picking it apart into tiny pieces and then putting it back together. It's kind of what I've always, what I've always done with everything really, not just music and, and record labels. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting thing to dive into because obviously you're involved in so many different projects um, and have been over the years, um, both now on the educational front as well and kind of more focusing on, obviously on label stuff. Um, do you remember the thing that kind of pushed you into setting up Nominee Sound in particular? Like what was the sort of reason for this individual imprint rather than kind of previous things you'd been working on? I think kind of a classic example of like just wanting to do what I want when I want as an artist and you're always restricted by labels to some extent uh, but more more so for me at the time I was signed to Temper I'd done five twelves and an album for Temper which was you know great amazing journey uh, but I just felt you know I wasn't a dubstep artist which was quite strange like I was put into the dubstep box because I just started making music at 140 prior to that I'd never been to a dubstep rave didn't own a dubstep record the first time I went to a dubstep rave was when I got booked to play at Smog in LA with Jay Kenzo and it was the weirdest thing ever because I was used to high octane headbanging drum and bass and I was in America and you know they would dance for the first eight bars then they'd stop wait for the next track stop and I was like I said to Jay Am I, am I doing all right here? <laughs> this is, I'm not used to this. I'm used to people going forward, like, <laughs> absolutely go for the whole it. time. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that well versed on, on dubstep at all as a thing. And I was just making music at 140. So obviously I fell into the temper thing and they were, you know, they entertained me messing with different tempos, of course, because historically temper have, have done different things anyway. But I just think for me, Nominate Sound was just more of a, just for an artist and a brand. You know, the reason I started Nominate is because I didn't want to be pigeonholed and locked into one sound otherwise i would have just with outrage i would have just made 140 and kept it all under one thing i just really wanted to break the shackles and just make what i wanted and i did feel a little bit restricted and it was just literally that just freedom to do what i wanted and you know the label has released techno-y stuff housey stuff trip-hop grime jungle dubstep you name it and that's that's kind of what i like i like to after 25 years of being in the game I like to keep myself um, entertained and that's for me is, is all different styles. Oh, entirely, man. And I think this this is one of the things that I've always kind of enjoyed about the, the catalogue that you've put together. It does have that variation. It does have, it, it dips into so many different pools of, of the beautiful sort of sounds of electronic music. Like with, with, with that kind of in mind, going back to the sort of first releases um, in comparison to I'd say now, like has your methodology in regards to picking the releases, um, in regards to how you promote them, how you kind of actually put them together, how, how much has the methodology changed over? that time period well a lot's changed because of the whole vinyl thing you know i've always had this love-hate relationship with releasing vinyl as a label mainly because of the setbacks and delays and how long the process takes especially now i mean yeah. certain things one two years to shelf it's, it's just ridiculous and i've been sitting on artists music which i don't like to do um for too long now and it's just not fair on, on anybody so i've always felt quite restricted from releasing vinyl i mean a few years ago i was shifting 500 units no problem i was doing 300 on Bandcamp, and i was working with the shops directly to shift the, the other 200 then obviously brexit 
and prices for shipping went up and you know people are not going to pay more for the shipping for one piece of vinyl than the vinyl itself and if you want it signed and tracked you've got to add loads more onto it and it just became really hard to sell the music independently and i dipped in and out of distribution as well and you know there's still a massive what well, massive there's still a market for vinyl releases but i just found it harder and harder and um so i guess the a and r when you're releasing vinyl as much as I don't compromise what I release on my label, you are always thinking, is this going to sell on vinyl? Because you don't want to get into debt. You need to get at least get your money back. And it's nice to give the artist some money. So obviously back then it was kind of just really kind of continuing on from the temper journey where the music was kind of in a similar vein. And it kind of still is. There's a, you know, this kind of ethnic Eastern thing kind of runs through. It dips in and out of the label here and there. That's always kind of been there since the traditional nominee sound that was kind of um, born on temper. But yeah, I just think like when I was purely thinking about vinyl, I was, I was kind of thinking, oh, is it going to do all right on vinyl? To, to the point where I was putting six tracks on one slight slate of vinyl. So I could get away with kind of a little techno-y thing or something a bit more left or experimental. And then a couple of bangers that I kind of knew would sell on vinyl. I hate to run things like that because it shouldn't be like that. Because actually my favourite music on the label isn't probably stuff that I would put on vinyl in, in the sense that I wouldn't think, oh, if I put this on vinyl, it's going to help it sell. It's like that. You know, it's like it's you have to think about getting your money back. So for me, that did, did dictate for, for some time. I'm phasing vinyl out slowly but surely. Um, whether I'll phase it out totally, I don't know. But at the moment, I'm kind of A&R on, on a... Well, I've got some help, actually. The Seraphim guys have helped me put a few releases together because they've got their ear to the ground in the 140 world and they've done you know, an amazing job putting some really good releases together. And we're looking at kind of a, a six-week a release every sort of six weeks, which... You know, you can't even do that on vinyl at all. A release every I mean, year. If, if you're talking about doing that on vinyl, you might you have to own the factory yourself. Like it, yeah, it's, it's a crazy sort of scenario to be in. Yeah. So you know, A and R in now with with the kind of break, and it was hard to let go. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm an old school jungle kid. Vinyl. I was saving my dinner money at school to go and buy vinyl. I, I love the artist to be able to hold tangible product, and I want to support the whole vinyl thing. But now, kind of letting that go a bit, I, I feel like I've got more freedom and i can kind of just if if it grabs me whether it's a dance floor thing or not then i can put it out and that's a beautiful thing you know no 100 percent. and i mean that that's the constant battle i feel for a lot of labels that i feel have their i suppose their own personal roots in a different in a kind of a different kind of era to be honest with you obviously you've been around and gone through different eras of transition i feel there are labels now that set up that uh that have artists on them that have never even contemplated releasing on vinyl so i mean mm. like how do you ever find that conversation coming up with like the newer artists you tend to work with like are they do they do they tend to care as much about that sort of vinyl side of things or are they all about just getting out as soon as possible um most artists so far want it on vinyl um i'm i'd love to kind of um put out some super new artists music you know there's people that have been making music just kind of a few years that have you know like you say they're not really bothered about vinyl but most artists so far they they do want it on vinyl and you know i, I try and honor it i have honored it to the point where i've took big hits financially and i just can't do that anymore no, um no. but i do think you know I, underground drum and bass dubstep we're, we're one of very few or a couple of very few genres that are still holding on to it and like i said i want to support the cause but i think as a i love to give artists something back for their work money you know and a problem i have and i've always had is that it feels like the producer a lot of the time is at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to vinyl like congratulations you broke even but yet everybody else is making money from that release and so hang on this artist has sat there put an amazing ep together and congratulations you broke even or you've lost money and there's nothing for you yet there's an industry that gets paid off of it and i'm not going to go into the different kind of you know areas that get paid but you know the manufacturing all of that that comes to everyone gets paid and it's almost like the artist is at the bottom mm. and i don't like that you know so I'd, i always love when i was shifting to 500 units myself i was giving artists like 300 quid here 400 quid here and that was amazing and you know i just think that um yeah like i said the whole vinyl thing i love it and will always love it but i'm just now not 
pinning everything on that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a bizarre one. Obviously, it almost feels like the model has to significantly change in a lot of different ways to make it viable um, for people to, to, to actually to, to even do self-release runs like on vinyl, which used to be a thing. Like it used to be such a common thing. Um, I mean, kind of kind of moving back into in, more into the actual catalogue itself. Then, obviously, you've really you've released music with a lot of different artists, um, a lot of different sounds and styles. Like from the kind of earlier days of Nominee Sound as a kind of platform, um, was that something you were always very keen on, or did you just find yourself naturally drifting into other kind of areas? Yeah, I, I listened to so much, you know, techno, burial, Radiohead, old school trip hop, Massive Attack, and I just, yeah, I think early days I was with the six track thing. I was kind of putting, like, for example, number two, there was three tracks from Cocktail Party Effect on one side. Who was a relatively new artist at the time. I, I remember Since Cocktail Party Effect. He, he was. Uh, Since he was gone on some great things. Yeah. Yeah. Remixed yeah. Noisia recently. You know, done a lot of good things. But um, I'd introduce an artist like that. So obviously my label to hopefully carry it and sell the units and then bringing in a new artist but yeah it was so random like you know i'd have like these random techno bits on the flip of some 140 and stuff like that and it literally was just kind of anything goes as long as it felt right to me as a release and yeah i'll always maintain kind of jumping around different genres and styles i think especially now with the whole kind of the digital mindset i think i can definitely let loose a bit more it almost reminds me a little bit of like old school tape packs that you'd get from like magazines and stuff where they're almost like like different songs on each one you never really know what you're gonna get it almost reminds me a little bit of that kind of um like kind of feeling when you when you open up a vinyl going i don't know where i'm gonna go with this but it could could end up anywhere it's such a cool thing um i mean i mean mean, moving forward like um obviously talking a little bit more specifically about a and r like you've spoken a bit about obviously having to bear in mind where the sort of vinyl side of things has your i suppose your taste in actual sound changed specifically are there any sounds that you wouldn't have contemplated uh releasing at the beginning that you're now like all all over kind of i guess like the the new ep that's about to come out or out uh the narlif ep um it's almost like a fresher take on what i was doing with the eastern ethnic thing less kind of more kind of electronic drums where i went for the organic sounding stuff it's more electronic fresher contemporary sounding um which maybe back then i you know it might have been a bit too clinical for me because uh, i was really going for that organic feeling but now i'm kind of into it but yeah I, I, not massively i think things do evolve I, I think moving forward would be interesting because like i say now with the whole digital mindset i think people might be a bit surprised with, with some of the style of stuff that i might choose to put out just because i like so much um but yeah uh, it, hasn't changed so much now but it will do moving forward i definitely think it's a cool thing though especially like kind of again it's that feeling of the unknown like speaking from from like the the idea of someone that's that's obviously worked in labels and and done different things within labels it can get monotonous that thing of oh we've got the release we've got the sound we know where it's going it's going to the same djs it's going to the same tastemakers everyone's it's the same pattern over and over and it can get monotonous like with um obviously running nominee sound is there anything you've kind of pushed for um obviously outside of um I suppose outside of the A&Ring that has allowed you to keep it fresh as a process for yourself. Um, let me see. So I, I don't know. The last few years has been quite weird to be honest for everybody, right? So I'm, I'm almost picking back up on things now with a different bit of a, a kind of different mindset um, with in line with what you're saying, actually, and not trying to be predictable. Not that it's it's kind of hasn't it hasn't to be to some extent but i want to change that a bit more so um i think the last past couple of years just what i've been through and what i'd like to do with the label has just kind of given me the mindset of yeah just turning things on its head a little bit but nothing distinctively because i kind of like what i like and i'm, I'm going to make a conscious effort to listen a bit more and support some newer artists and stuff like that again now that i can take more risks that's kind of a bit more of a mindset that I'm going to have moving forward. 
Awesome. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I've had a little scoop through. I say a little. I spent a, a few hours yesterday just running through all the catalogs that's fresh in my head. Um, and one of the things that does really stick out as a project that, that you did kind of put out a while ago um, was obviously the Boylan album, which was a very exciting kind of project. I remember that landing from a, from a fan's perspective, very much being there going, this is incredible. I love the whole layout. Um, and from memory, it's one of the big, I'm pretty sure it's one of the bigger projects you put out in regards to actual size, scale, the amount of uh, tracks involved. Um, I just want to kind of ask, that what, what do you find the general difference is when you're putting together maybe an EP and a more sort of album-based project? Do you see it as a bit of a difference or is it um, the same process, just just longer? Obviously, album, you know, in Boylan's case, I always want an artist to have freedom to create an album, which can sometimes be taken away. Labels can try and dictate and, you know, sculpt things how they want things. So for me, a, a project like that, it's important that the artist has freedom. And in Boylan's case, it was like, I was listening to his music and playing his music. And I was like, mate, you're not, you're not grime. Like he was in this grime box. Yeah, I And I was that. like, there's a whole world out there that doesn't know you. Not to say like, you're not grime, but you're more than that. You're, you're grime and some. So like, I want to start putting your music out and introduce you to my 140 world because your stuff is so unique, so powerful, smashes up every club and shouldn't just be restricted to, to the grime scene. And I just really wanted him to do his thing. And we brought in some vocalists, which, you know, complemented the music very well. Um, some really nice features and yeah just uh, for me it's really important to always give artists an element of freedom uh, even with the EPs it's like well they if we've got six tracks to choose from I'd be like well what's your favorite four you know if I agree I mean sometimes actually them saying that puts my mind into that because sometimes it's hard to choose when you've got too much to choose from of course so if they're like it's these four. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go with that. Because it, again, it's important for me from an artist perspective to have an element of freedom of what comes out in a package. So whether it's an EP or an album, I don't think that should be dictated fully by the label. No, I completely, I completely agree. And I think, I think it's again, as you said, that that element of freedom from an artist perspective. If an artist is happier with the release, you can tell there's more. More's going to happen with it. And that's something cool. uh, again that I've noticed over the years. Have you ever found, um, I suppose, that, 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 that again with that, that artists are more enthusiastic about it because they have that sense of freedom? Yeah, for sure. And you can always tell. Like they'll be like, "Well, it's up to you." And I'm like, "Well, no, it's not." Like, what are you saying? And 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 yeah, you can feel the energy change when you're like, you're giving them that freedom because you know. It's, it's all very subjective and I just it's the same when I'm collaborating like I used to have this thing of like when I was collaborating the ego used to kick in and, and you try and force it your way and then I f questioned myself one day I was like hang on why am I actually collaborating with this person if I'm just trying to make it into my track I might as well just make a solo track and then what I ended up doing by just kind of letting my guard down a bit is when someone would add something I wasn't necessarily feeling at the time first of all I've chosen to collaborate with this person so i need to respect that and then you kind of let it in and it kind of matures and then yeah you're in it but initially it might not be a thing it's not your kind of personal thing in that moment but it's something that that you grow with it and then the fact that it's a collaboration makes it a true collaboration and it's the same with you know signing music i, I like the artists to, to be into it and for them to feel like it's their strongest music and like you say that then makes them kind of happy with it and, and the energy shifts yeah, entirely, man. I mean, we're going to dive a bit more into actual catalogue recently now. Obviously, an artist you mentioned, um, um, well, an artist title you mentioned quite recently, obviously, Seraphim. They've, uh, they were, the, I believe, the most recent release prior to the one that's coming up back in October. Um, really, really cool EP. I remember listening to this one. Do you want to talk me for again how you first got in contact with Seraphim? Because obviously, they're helping out sort of on the label side of things as well now. So how did that relationship first come together? Yeah, so I met Seraphim lads. Rick and Steve at an education and base event. Actually, we did a, cool a collaboration. Place to meet with... It was a really cool yeah. place to meet someone. We used to do a lot of feedback sessions um, in person, and they were. We did a collaboration event with Subtle, Subtle FM, um, and they were there. They brought one of their tracks in for feedback, and they just, you know, we saw them out and about. A few more kind of education. Oh, we saw Rick down at um, Intense Records when we did an education and base event there. So they just kept popping up at education and base events. And then they, they were on the website as subscribers. I believe they submitted a track for feedback because we give our VIP subscribers um, feedback on one track a month. And it was Raf Nerve, who does a lot of the feedback, was like, yo, you need to check, check these guys out. 
and that's kind of how it happened it all came through education and base which was lovely because that's what we do we, we want to hand down to the next generation and support them so that's how that happened it's a cool thing to see and then obviously going on from that relationship they've released um a very obviously they released a very killer ep last year how did you find um again i suppose that process of taking someone from um this this beautiful system that you set up with education and base and going you know what we are now going to put you on this plateau we're going to give you this ep how was that as a kind of process i suppose kind of going from there to there it was great and they they were so happy i mean that they they said they had it on their you know their their goals list to get a release on nominate sound so that was just nice to be able to honor that and you know they've got the vinyl there which is another huge that was a huge thing for them to have and cool. uh you know they've since gone on to do stuff for like youngster and they're doing really well you know their their recent thing um is charting pretty well i forget the name of it now because i'm absolutely rubbish with names <laughs> even on my own label but yeah they're, they're doing this they're really good they're, they're just top producers they're going to do some good things awesome man awesome well this is the thing um when we've looked through the catalogue there's been so many kind of bangers um o- over the years it's been running there's always been this as i said this this sense of uh kind of expansionary ideas there's never been anything that's kind of caged things in um and it does lead me on very nicely obviously to the new um the new project which is um by the time i think this podcast comes out i think it will be uh, just around the corner i think it'll be a few days away um obviously nylif balance again talk to me about this project how one how this one came together the sort of layout like talk me through it, the whole thing as a process I'm, I'm really keen to i can't take any responsibility for that because the seraphim guys they they a and <laughs> it for me and I, we, we had a conversation and classic example that seraphim october that came out on vinyl and i had that for nearly two years as well that was just so wow. and then it's been you know where are we now nearly july and it's the next release so that's uh, another reason why i just can't you know i've got, I've got six releases lined up now but anyway they they a and it and you know like i said rick and steve have got their ears to the ground with the 140 thing more than me because my ears my ears are all over the place i listen to so many different i'm, I'm doing the drum and bass thing education and bass is taking up a lot of my time so we had a conversation at the start of the year to see if they'd be up for doing a bit of a and r and they've like I said, man, they've put quite a few really solid releases together. So I've got literally, and with even with that, they were like, oh yeah, it, they were passing it to me. And I was like, look, say to me, yo, this is a release. Don't ask me to choose. Cause I'd love that because you've got your ear to the ground. And again, it's that whole freedom thing of like, you trust someone with something and you shouldn't question it. They're like if, if I was totally dead against it, I'd be like, well, you know, but f- for the most part, I said, just come to me with four tracks and we'll put them out. And that's what they've been doing. And a classic example, a few of them I just weren't into, but then they grew on me to the point where I absolutely love them. So it's just been a great way of working where like they've been the ears. Probably some of it, a lot of it, I wouldn't have necessarily chosen, but now I absolutely love it. And that's wonderful. It's great. It's a really cool thing. It's a great way to kind of, again, that that idea of expansionary um, releases. It's it's just, it's, it's, it's just so kind of out there. There's no kind of specific set formula. If it bangs, it bangs. And that's such a good kind of, uh, skeleton to kind of have around a, a label structure um, and I've yeah. got to say man it's been, it's been really really great talking to you today I mean diving into all of these different areas I'm, all, I'm always so excited I know our listeners are as well to really hear about the kind of ins and outs of, of, of the different minds behind projects like this and obviously yourself you've been in the game for so long um, I want to kind of talk before we round off um, about the future of the label obviously you've mentioned you've got six releases on the way what's the kind of general plan um, moving forward in regards to just the label as a whole are there going to be any big changes that you're aware of or you're looking to do like what's what's the plan moving forward just put music out i mean like i say with, with the new mindset it's it gives me a lot more scope to do things to bring in new artists six weeks is safe to the point i, I, I like to put the artists up in lights and i don't want it to be disposable it comes and it goes i think six weeks you know I, I'm, I'm big into pre-promotion post-promotion and getting them on a live track walkthrough you know really kind of making them feel good about their release so i don't want that to be disposable but um, so I think six weeks apart for a release is kind of safe and, and that's what we're going to maintain. So from this release and it's whatever comes our way and what we're feeling, there's no real kind of plans, but just to put out music that we're feeling. And again, there might be some changes. There might be a twist in the sound every now and then, but really just not restricting ourselves. And that's the whole reason. Nominate Sound is the reason I started Nominate was to be not restricted and open. And that's how it's, how it's going to be amazing man amazing well it's been great to kind of walk through it's been great to kind of hear a little bit more about the catalogue the uh, the journey of, of, of Nominee Sound as well and obviously your personal journey within that um, we are going to jump into the guest mix next which I'm very very excited for um, which I'm very much looking forward to jumping into can you give us a kind of brief preview of what we can expect over the next 30 minutes roughly yeah some 
world exclusives that are coming on the label and also a cheeky little uh, insight into a very special collaboration project an album a nominee and youngster album and oh my word I think, I think you've heard it here first actually so oh that's a word. world exclusive scoop there we go and that should be surfacing in the next couple of months it'll be vinyl and so pre-orders will be surfacing in the next couple of months on that so there's a few cheeky bits in there from that project as well amazing man amazing well thank you for the exclusive i'm really excited to hear this i'm, I'm looking forward to jumping into this guest mix um nominate it's been an absolute pleasure thank you for joining us on the juno download podcast i hope you had a great time thanks a lot man each and every time keep it locked and don't go anywhere people we'll be back next time after jumping into this fabulous guest mix this has been the juno download podcast myself kovu in the hot seat alongside a nominee representing a nominee sound let's go the juno download podcast hosted by kovu
Juno Download Podcast, hosted by Kobe.
the nuclear device. Juno Download Podcast.
man try hype up I can see everything with one eye shut I got the wickedest thing I can't like us Them man are moving funny not like us Enough of them just up in a lycra Enough of them just up in a tight pants Me kill some boys for the finance Kill some boys for the big feet Head top flight if a guy try this me You can be the champion never in this league Cause they're dead bad boys still I got history Man a real big man them boy a pick me You can all hate me but you can't trick me You can never play me and you can't diss me Nah no. Dark Light Laugh Cry Calm Dark, fight, light, dark, cry, laugh, hype, calm, fight, talk, dark, light, laugh, cry, calm, hype, talk, fight, light, dark, cry, laugh, hype, calm, fight, talk. I'm gonna have this, I'm gonna smack this, stick up the microphone, then attack this. Know that I'm way more better than average, them man are all melt, cabris. In back then you was kissing in your panties Them boy, them a fool, pansies I'm a real hot tip, ass Andy Road deep member, wicked his temper Boy, for your hate and I put him in a blender Road deep father, man a rumbada No see me pass him, hotter than sauna Road deep warrior, 4-5 carrier Some boy get licked down like Maria Road deep general, boy get burial They're here for the pick, pick. Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? What you scared of? Where your head at? 
scared of? Where your head at? Left side. Where your head at? What you scared of? Independent. Where your head at? Left side. Live life, but I gotta make chips. I'm finna get it, take risks. It's a grip to exist. Down it from the rip, kicks down, but my head on switch. Live life, but I gotta make chips. I'm finna get it, take risks. It's a grip to exist. Down it from the rip, kicks down, but my head on the switch. Uh, pretty but a beast. Fight, but I gotta make peace. Oh, you know the low, heavy, it's light work, and I'm row ready. Call Letty, she ready to guess. I learn and I earn in advance. Ooh, you look good with that action, like you put the brush to the canvas. It's plenty with woes. Sometimes you'll fall, but you won't fold. I'm raising the toast, blowing up smoke. This could just be a mirage. Think you ain't buying, but paying the cost. Plenty will plot. Was petty, and now I'm connecting the dots. I'm winning, it's never a loss. Life, but I gotta make chips. I'm finna get it, take risks. Done it from the rip, kicks down, but my head on the switch. Live life, but I gotta make chips. I'm finna get it, take risks. It's a grip to exist. Done it from the rip, kicks down, but my head on the switch. Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? Independent, where your head at? Left side, what you scared of? What you scared of? Where your head at? What you scared of? Where your head at? Left side. Where your head at? What you scared of? Independent. Where your head at? Left side. What you scared of? Live life like nobody's business. Nothing but a scrimmage. Homie in the back with a fitted. My soul almost limping. Show with the vibe be the biggest. All about the vision. Could it get a fraction? My action the thickest. Real ones kick it. They stay hidden. Rock got the most ambition. Move to my own they own they wishing. It's West Coast. Don't overlook. I hype you up. Get sipping. It's brighter out when the team all winning. Go get it. It's time. Keep ticking. Blowing through them chips too. Thought you knew. Stack the blues. Wanna press the the Juno Download Podcast, hosted by Kovu.